To get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here on with Get Down to Business. And I'm your Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomkline.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you'll not want to miss. So let's jump right in with my next guest, Josephine Campbell, who has written the book, literally written the book called Power Barometer, Manage Personal Energy and Not Just Time and Money. Uh, really just coming out really this week. And I'm excited to, uh, to talk about uh, this really, really important topic. Josephine, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So, Josephine, um, I've been reading a study um, that 94% of people in the United States express experience stress at work, and 73% of people have stress that impacts their mental health. Josephine, I know mm-hmm. that's what you talk about in Power Barometer. Let's talk a little bit about what drove you to write this book and tell our listeners maybe a little bit about yourself. Yes, I work with executives. I work with brilliant leaders in multinational corporations, in startups, tech companies. And very often I find that their main challenge is not so much what they have to do, but it's managing energy and minds, their own and those of others. Because people are under such a pressure, stress, constant change, unexpected events. And it really puts people on a, on, on a hot plate. Yeah, a hot plate Indeed. is a good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Josephine, uh, I know you have spent years, years of experience working with uh, chief executives at some very, very large companies like McDonald's and Deloitte and so on. Um, And no question about it that in many of these large corporate workplaces, ultimately the brains, the people are the most important asset. But what you have discovered and what you've written about in Power Barometer is that we are letting some of that extreme, that asset that we have, and kind of flushing it away. What was the aha moment for you where you discovered this uh, th- this need? And we're going to talk about this, some of the solutions that you've put together in this very, very important book. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to stress the fact that though I work with a lot of executives from very large companies such as McDonald's and Deloitte that you mentioned. I also work with entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs are people who are under an extreme pressure as well, just in the, in this, in the moment of getting new funding or when you know you have a short run rate, that kind of pressure is also relevant here. The, the moment to answer your question, the moment I discovered it, it was kind of gradually and it was through coaching sessions with executives and other leaders that I found that very often when helping people managing 
day-to-day -day work and challenges, some of the tools that were most helpful to them were the tools I brought with me, not from business school, not from being a lecturer, not from science, not from many years of practical experience. It was from my time as a martial art champion. The, I used to practice jiu-jitsu and I was a quadruple national champion in jiu-jitsu. And in jiu-jitsu, you have different types of championships. You have the type of uh, championships as you see in like in Karate Kid and other martial art movies. Have you seen Karate Kid? I have indeed. Wow. Yeah, it's like an old American movie, right? And, and you remember this scene at the end of the movie where they have green tatami mats on the floor and he has to fight his opponent as a judge. We'll say Hashime and then the fighting starts. So we do that type of um, competitions in jiu-jitsu as well. And I was also the quadruple uh, national champion in that type of championship. But the one that really taught me to manage my mind and energy was another type of championship, which is called reaction track. You walk through um, a track, which is like one or two hours. There's a day track and there's a night track. So obviously at the night track, it's really dark. You go walk through a, a forest and there are 10 posts or 12 posts where you will have to deal with something mostly it's an attack by one or more people but sometimes you have to give people first aid so you really have to stay cool and calm because if you are in what i call the red zone and which is described in my book you will react from the autopilot and it could be that someone who needs your help will get a punch from you instead right so you just act like anybody or an enemy, like you would scream at people, you would beat people around you in an office space, right? Or you would act stressfully in a way where you're not listening to people, you don't see what's happening around you, you don't notice changes in the market because you're completely focused on what you believe is your reality, which could be a perception of now I'm going to get attacked. But it's not always like that. So that experience learning how to manage that when i was just a teenager i found that that practice is something that really really makes sense in today's businesses in modern work life because there's so much pressure there's so many unexpected events there's so many opportunities where you could feel threatened but maybe you're not you just have Absolutely. to stay calm take a deep breath and look around you listen to other people yeah, absolutely. I'm chatting with Josephine Campbell, who is the author of Power Barometer, Manage Personal Energy, Not Just Time and Money. And Josephine, I even hesitate to call it a book because really it is a guide. It is a guide where you share some of these resources that you uh, that you discovered, like you said, not just through, uh, through lecturing. I know you've been at Copenhagen Business School, not just through business. I know you've been a serial entrepreneur, but actually uh, as a four-time jiu-jitsu champion, um, some really, really... Uh, interesting uh, lessons that have uh, molded your leadership style. So in the book, you talk about an awareness matrix and so much more um, that we'll, we'll cover a little bit over the next few minutes. But what is the awareness matrix and why does it matter to small business owners and entrepreneurs, much like those tuning into the program today? Um, the awareness matrix is it's an image, it's a tool that will help you navigate in your mindset and in your energy level. 
not just your own, but also in what happens to other people. And of course, it's it's highly simplified. It's uh, in, in reality, we have many more mental stages than four stages of mind uh, mind stages as we have in, in the um, awareness matrix. But somehow simplifying things and, and, and turning it into like a red zone and a green zone, it increases your ability to be aware of when you are not in a good place. And often you can use your body signals, such as your breath. Um, some people would get um, tingly fingers. They would start sweating. Maybe they can feel it in the stomach. And there's a lot of guidance in the book on like what to look for. Even on my website, josephinecampbell.com, if you look under freebies, you can see some free resources where you can start and, and enjoy some of these um, tools and guides that I have to manage mind and personal energy in modern work life. Absolutely. Josephine, um, we've been chatting all about managing personal energy at work to improve your mental agility, productivity, and leadership, and so on. Uh, Josephine, we are just about out of time. We've got less than one minute remaining. What is the one action item that our listeners, especially entrepreneurs, can put into practice in the week ahead? Try to be aware of your personal energy level. And, and don't think too much about it. Just feel what is your energy now, like now in this very moment? When you're in a meeting or when you start your work day or when you think about the past experience. And, and I'm serious about listening to the stomach more than the head because the stomach has access to the limbic system in the brain that holds much more information than your frontal lobes. So be aware about your personal energy in different situations. If you listen through your stomach, you might be surprised. Fantastic, Josephine. I've learned a lot in our conversation. Of course, I encourage all of our all of our listeners to pick up a copy of your book, become a reader. That is, uh, Josephine. One more time for your website. How can we get a hold of you? JosephineCampbell.com, and Josephine is spelled with an F, not PH. Okay, fantastic. JosephineCampbell.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Josephine, and sharing your expertise with our listeners. I look forward to sharing the book and uh, the lessons with all of our listeners. We'll do that through our show notes. And of course, all of our listeners can find uh, any of the past 10 plus years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship on my website, shalomkline.com, or of course, on your favorite podcast app. But while you're online, be sure to check out our sponsor, Tom Rabali, independent agent for all of your health insurance and affordable care needs. You can find him online, healthplanchicago.com or 630-863-3477, 630-863-3477. A quick break. We'll be right back and get down to business. Hey, welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I, we have a real treat in store for you. I've got the host, nationally syndicated radio show, Business Talk with Jim Campbell, as well as crime show Forensic Talk with Jim Campbell. Uh, Jim is known for hard-hitting interviews with leading figures in the world of business, politics, and sports. And uh, well, well, we'll dive into more of that. But uh, Jim is also the author of the acclaimed book, Madoff Talks, um, and, uh, and has really been studying uh, Bernie Madoff and, uh, and the, the Madoff scandal. Jim, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Shlom. I appreciate it. It's my honor. And as finding out you're out of Chicago is great, too, having grown up in the suburbs there. So thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about the, uh, our favorite pizza joint in a couple of minutes, perhaps. But, uh, but in the meantime, Jim, you, uh, you, first of all, uh, again, great, really great to have you on. Um, would love to hear about your passion and expertise that you have developed in, uh, again, Made Off Talks. It's an acclaimed book, as well as you're also a uh, co-executive producer in the new Netflix documentary, which I know I certainly have watched, Made Off the Monster of Wall Street. How did you become interested in this topic and this horrific, horrific uh, debacle? Yeah, uh, it's a good question. I, I sometimes get asked, um, do you have to be in jail to be on your radio show? Because I've had a bunch of these kind of uh, firsts. Meeting um, with uh, Bernie, though, that ended up was really fortuitous luck because I was doing an interview with a woman who'd written a book on the family uh, of Madoff, of which Andrew, the son, and Ruth had cooperated a little bit, although Ruth was forced to by Andrew and didn't like the book. But um, she says before the interview, she says, do you want to talk to Andy uh, off the record? And I said, my God, this was in back in like 2011. He's one of the most vilified people on the planet. And we got on the phone off the record, of course. And I immediately started attacking him on, you know, uh, you took $3 million in money from your dad the last few months of the Ponzi scheme to buy a co-op. Shouldn't you be giving that money back? And he disarmed me by saying, absolutely, yes. And we had a good conversation uh, he said, I'm going to listen to the live show tomorrow. And if I uh, hear the same stuff out of you, well, I'll cooperate with you. Coincidence number two, he introduced me to Ruth, who was moving to Greenwich, Connecticut, where I live. By coincidence, I took Ruth to lunch. And the next thing you know, Ruth introduced me to Bernie. And I told Bernie, this is your chance to talk to history, but I'm going to bet every single word you say for truth. And he said, Jim, I accept that. And that's how it, uh, how it happened. I ended up 400 pages of communications handwritten and prison system email. And so after that, I'd never written a book. I said, I've, I've got this unbelievable wealth of information and getting inside Bernie's mind and the Ponzi scheme. And I said, I got to try and write a book if I can find a publisher interested in McGraw-Hill was. Well, indeed, it's uh, it's a great read, and again, the uh, the the Netflix series is is fantastic. So, you know, I, I I've got a lot of questions for you, Jim. Um, you had uh, again many email exchanges with uh, with Madoff, and I know you've done a tremendous amount of research on him. Uh, what what's your take on him personally? How did how could a person do this to their family and to so many other people? Yeah, well, you know, this was a eighty five percent Jewish affinity crime. And mm -hmm. while I'm not Jewish, uh, for a person of the Jewish faith to betray another uh, person of the Jewish faith financially is like a sacrilege. And he basically started with 24 friends and family and from the get-go um, was running a Ponzi scheme. And this is side by side with one of the most ethical and successful businesses on Wall Street on the 19th floor of the Lipstick Building, um, all state-of-the-art. Uh, all completely customer oriented, all totally honest. And then he's running side by side the biggest criminal enterprise in Wall Street history on the 17th floor behind locked doors. 
Indeed. Jim, you, you, you talk in the book and of course in the in the Netflix series that the, the irony of everything is that is that Madoff was actually uh, developing a, uh, a an image, uh, unlike many con men, where he wasn't drawing people in. He actually was turning some people away and, and he drew this this aura of being so exclusive. How did he pull this off? Well, you know, I asked Bernie, do you think you're a con man or do you realize you are? And he says, you know, I don't see myself that way. And I said, Bernie, that's why you're such a great con man, because you're the anti-con con man. Exactly right. He he had a, the he hid behind a curtain, you know, basically, and had the money just flowing over the, uh, uh, the gunnels of the boat into him uh, because it appeared to be so exclusive. And obviously he had these results that were while implausible, everybody said, oh, he makes money no matter what happens in the market. There were 14 banks in the in Europe, for instance, that were sending money to Bernie. Each one of them thought they had an exclusive with him. So that's the nature of the con that he pulled off. Wow. Again, I'm chatting with Jim Campbell, uh, who is the host of the uh, nationally syndicated program, as well as the co-executive producer of Netflix documentary and author of the book on Bernie Madoff. I'm chatting again with Jim Campbell, uh, who literally had very exclusive access over here um, to the uh, to the Madoff family. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I want to dive into the process of the, the, you know, the series and the book and everything in just a moment. But, you know, for entrepreneurs, for our small business owners that are tuning in, what is going to stop the next Bernie Madoff from pulling off a similar scam? Well, um, first off, uh, it's not going to stop the next one necessarily. And you may notice we've just had a huge uh, crypto collapse with a lot of allegations of fraud with Samuel Bankman Freed and FTX. Um, but the thing is that um, Bernie was enabled. There's no way he would have gotten away with this on his own. The Wall Street feeder funds, um, their whole job is to do due diligence before they put their customers' money. Uh, he didn't allow any due diligence, and he passed his fees on to them as bribes. The SEC failed in five separate investigations, and um, the 17th floor folks, these unsophisticated high school grads who we used, didn't even realize they were operationalizing a uh, Ponzi scheme. Now, I might say the SEC, which didn't listen to Harry Markopoulos, who was the original whistleblower, after this went down, they brought Harry in and developed pretty sophisticated Ponzi detection scheme set of examination processes. So they are more likely to catch Ponzi schemes. They're still not very successful in getting ahead of major scams or collapses, just like FTX recently. Indeed, uh, Jim. Uh, you know the the process of the uh, of the movie. I mean, I'm just curious. What was it like working with director uh, Joe Berlinger and uh, and and sort of what what I mean that that's pretty wild. Netflix uh, it, Netflix uh, uh, best uh, bestseller most viewed. It's pretty awesome. It, it's 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 still mind boggling because um, first of all, Joe Berlinger is the number one true crime documentary. He's done Jeffrey Epstein, Ted Bundy. Whitey Bulger, I mean, big stuff. And uh, in fact, the first time I met them, we was the Zoom era during the pandemic. And I'm saying to myself, I'm going to get on my knees if Joe's really interested. Before I spoke, he says, Jim, I've been told by my development guys, we have to get your book. What do we need to do it? And literally, and I couldn't even speak after that. And then, um, you know, they, I, I got to film in uh, four separate segments in the studios in New Jersey. And as you know, he rebuilt the 17th and 19th floors, which reflect 
the compartmentalized nature of Bernie's brain. So it was a psychologically brilliant way uh, to tell the story. He is so nice. Uh, he's, he's a great director. He's even better human being. Netflix also treated me incredibly well. I have to tell you, when we were negotiating through, through an agent, I had to get at CAA. Um, Netflix wanted the movie rights, too, along with documentary. And I said, no, I want to do that separately. Netflix said, we, won't, we, we don't do contracts without that. So we told Joe, and Joe told him I was going to walk. And Netflix backed down to me, who nobody had ever heard of. That is so cool. Um, Jim, what what an incredible experience it must have been for you. And obviously, you uh, you give behind-the-scenes exclusive access to to Bernie, to Ruth, to the entire family. And uh, I agree with your with the with the uh, the tragedy of of how Bernie has uh, uh, really, really, uh, you know, uh, completely uh Provided a a really really sad uh, ending to, uh, to to his what everybody thought a, a his his player as a uh, as a key key pillar in the in the Jewish community and beyond. Um, but uh, Jim Campbell, you wrote the book on Bernie Madoff. Where can people learn more about you as well as pick up a copy of the book? Madofftalksbook.com is the website. You can get access to my radio shows to buying the book as well as everything behind the scenes interviews and stuff like that. And um, again, Shalom, I appreciate be, being on your show and great questions. Absolutely. Uh, Jim Campbell, thanks so much for joining us. I look forward to following more of your work. Um, Madoff Talks, uh, appreciate you uh, jumping on. We've got to squeeze in a quick break here on the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back and get down to business. Don't touch that though. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. An entrepreneur at heart, our next guest has successfully led many organizations from startups to success in various industries, including healthcare, mining, utilities, and consulting. And now he is the president and chief operating officer at BizVA, and that's Chris McShannock, who is a transformational leader who brings extensive experience to delivering successful business solutions through innovative and scalable solutions. Chris, welcome to the program. Thank you, Sean. Pleasure to be here. and Thank you for your time today. Absolutely. So in 30 seconds or less, what is it that BizVA does? BizVA is a global virtual assistant company that helps uh, business staffing needs, driving cost savings and productivity improvements. Wow. Congratulations on that. You just uh, successfully did your elevator pitch in uh, record time, which we appreciate. So the virtual world, that's something you know a thing or two about. I'm chatting with Chris McShannock from BizVA. How can businesses grow at a greater pace in this virtual world? Well, I mean, obviously with the great resignation we're experiencing and the tough way to get good staff, um, I think really what we're after as entrepreneurs is folks that can really drive our business forward and align uh, with their key business needs. And so I think leveraging virtual staff, we've all learned through the pandemic and the transition that that's possible to drive productivity improvement. And uh, you know, leveraging the team in the Philippines and Latin America has just been a game changer for a number of our clients to be able to achieve that and grow aggressively. Absolutely, but Chris, I'm gonna speak candidly to you. There's, it's possible to search online, you can search for virtual assistant, you can search for virtual hire to accomplish a need in your business, whatever that business might be. 
But I know you argue, Chris, that not all virtual hires are the same. Tell us a little bit about that and, and why you guys do it differently. Thanks, Jean. So where we do it differently is we don't just hire folks and place them with you. We provide a managed service. So we recruit the best and we put them through a dedicated compliance and training program. And then we provide them ongoing, ongoing evergreen training through our MedVA University and coaching. So we intentionally invest in our team members by providing them medical and retirement benefits. So we attract the best so we can provide the best and enable long-term longevity with our clients with the support and, and prevent that uh, turnover that uh, a lot of us struggle with when we get new team members and having to retrain them. Indeed, I'm chatting, I'm chatting with Chris McShannig from BizVA. And Chris, as I mentioned, your bio and your intro, you've done a lot of things and now you are very laser focused on making entrepreneurs can focus on what is most important to them and you and your team through business virtual staffing. You're, uh, you're helping uh, so many entrepreneurs. So I'm curious, you know, learning from your own experience of being a business leader, wearing your, uh, your, your president hat over here, how, do you, how would you suggest for an entrepreneur to balance work and life? And why does a virtual assistant, why is that the right solution? Well, really the way I focus on it is what's most important to me, what's most important number that I focus on as a business leader. And as a president, obviously I'm focused on EBITDA and driving profitable growth. And so think about those things that are most important for you and then how you can delegate appropriately to really drive scale. And so by leveraging virtual staff, I found it hugely impressive to delegate those things that I'm not specialized in and, and really attract and surround myself with the best of the best to do those administrative tasks to allow entrepreneurs to really be what I'd like to refer to as eating and dreaming at the same time. Amazing. I love it. And I, I'm really curious, is this a trend that you saw us going in, you know, just because of COVID or, or how has things shifted over the past few years and where do you see things going in the upcoming years? So, I, I mean, I think we've all been moving there. I mean, I, I think I'm a, a great example. You know, I'm originally from Australia. I came to the U.S. and just saw the amazing opportunity in the early 2000s of leveraging technology uh, through the dot-com era. And then now as we've transformed into more of a digital age, there are so many things you can do remotely that don't require in-person touching. Uh, you know, we built the business, BizVA, off, off the top of a previous business we expanded called MedVA, which provides virtual assistance in the medical space. And so now being able to take that foundation and build off, I think it's hugely successful because uh, as we move forward into this age of you know, empowerment for the worker, being able to really diversify your business and leverage the best skill sets in the best location, enabling the right time, the right resource with the right process is huge. And so now as a globalization, we've got so much opportunity. And so we're not limited to our local neighborhood, our local state, or even the country. And, and obviously, the, the actual value add over here, Chris, I want to make sure we're making this really, really clear to our listeners that you argue that uh, their business is in good hands with a remote assistant, and they can bring on that virtual hire for a fraction of the cost as a full-time in-house employee. Do I have that correct? 100% correct. And so one of the things we pride ourselves on is being able to provide folks within a 24 to 48 hours. And if they're not a fit, we will replace them in the same time frame. And we really take the heavy lifting of finding the right folks and aligning them to you. So you don't have to go on, as you mentioned, job boards, Indeed, Monster, to go find folks. It's as simple as having a conversation with us, helping us understand your pain points, and then we go to work to get you the best talent that can drive the best result for your business. 
That's awesome, Chris. Well, I've learned a lot in our conversation and I know our listeners will want to learn more from you and your team at BizVA. How can we get in touch with you? Fantastic. So the best way, uh, our website is BizVA. So that's B-I-Z Zebra, V-A.com. Uh, we're on all social media platforms on LinkedIn as well as on Instagram. And so we would welcome the opportunity to get to know each and every one of your listeners more. Um, you know, one of the things we're working on as we're growing out the business is providing you know, one week free trial. And I know some folks are a little hesitant with leveraging virtual assistants. We'd welcome that opportunity to educate them more and, and give them a great time. So it's bizva.com. Well, thanks so much for joining us. A quick break here and get down to business. We'll be right back. Back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Hey, have you ever thought that your digital marketing might actually be hurting your business? That you are not breaking through the noise, you're just adding to it? Perhaps you are not one funnel away. Maybe that funnel is stopping the big fish you want. Our guest today is a refreshingly new view. Tom Schwab asks you to consider that you are just one conversation away. And that's the title of his new book based on his experience in the data working with over 700 leading brands. This is the chief evangelist officer at Interview Valet. And if you want a rich life and a profitable business, Tom believes you're just one conversation away. Tom Schwab, welcome to the program. Shalom. I am thrilled to be here. Absolutely. I've been following your work for a while. You've got some great reads. Um, you obviously uh, talk a lot, and I mean that as a compliment. Um, interview Valet, your team is awesome. We were just talking about that off, offline. But Tom, I will always love to get to know the person behind the microphone. How did you develop your passion for entrepreneurship in general? And again, these conversations that you talk so passionately about. Yeah, it's a it's an evolution, not a revolution, right? So I grew up uh, out in the Chicago suburbs, was in the Navy, trained as an engineer. And I always look at entrepreneurship and business as just solving problems, right? And getting the systems and learning. Uh, so I've done that. And really what I've seen is that what guest blogging was 20 years ago, you can do on podcast interviews or radio interviews now. And a lot of people talk about, oh, one funnel away. To me, the best things in life have not come through a funnel. They've come from a conversation and the kind of conversations we can do at scale just like this. Well, you are preaching to the choir, my friend. Again, I'm chatting with Tom Schwab, who is an entrepreneur and author, podcast interview marketing pioneer, and he has written one conversation away and again uh really developing some great uh sops as we say in the army um regarding uh podcasting and how it can actually convert much better than blogs so let's continue talking about that just because we're having this conversation on the radio also obviously all of our shows are up on uh, get down to business on your favorite podcast app but why do podcast interviews work and why do you believe in this because i think it's magnetic marketing Right. And remember, a magnet not only attracts the right things, but it repels the wrong things. Right. And so if you're just doing a, a quick Facebook splash or something, right, how do people get to know, like, and trust you? Right. And I think if there can be longer form interactions, longer form conversations, um, you'll have people self select. Right. If they hear you on a radio or a podcast, after 
a few minutes, they're either turning you up or turning you off. And that's what you want because you don't want just more leads, right? You want more great customers that you can serve. You know, the other thing too, is that the size of the sale dictates the size of the conversation needed, right? If it's just a, a widget or something like that, I don't have to get that no like, and trust. But if this is something that's major to my life or my business, I need to know the heart of that company, right? There's a great book called ClickSand, How Digital Marketing is Ruining Your Business. And I love how Bill Troy says, big fish don't swim through funnels and whales don't click, right? It takes a conversation. Tom, you literally wrote the book on podcast guesting. And uh, indeed, that's the uh, topic and the title of your book, Podcast Get Guest Profits, Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy. So Tom, what podcasts are you listening to and what are some of the, the models for the entrepreneurs and business owners that might be tuning in for what they should consider? So the ones that I'm listening to are the ones where I can get a new idea or I can improve something, right? The data says right now that 51% of the U.S. population listens to podcasts. And that hasn't changed that much over the last couple of years because not everybody is an early adopter or looking for new answers, right? Some of them are still listening to, to 80s rock and roll and are so glad they haven't read a book since high school, right? That's fine. No judgment on them. But I'm listening to ones where I can get the newest information, find out what things are going on, um, expand my ideas, uh, be exposed to new people uh, and new ideas. And so I'm always looking for those. And, you know, often it's from hearing one guest on another guest podcast, right? A great way to build your show or to build your audience is to tap into other people's audiences. No question about it. Uh, Tom, it's, it's really refreshing to hear you talk about doing this right. Um, and again, in your book, it's, it's really the Bible on, uh, on podcasting. What can our listeners expect? What, what are some of the, the key takeaways that you're hoping everybody that picks up a copy walks away with? Yeah. And I think what you said about being an SOP, right? Or a, a playbook for it. The goal is not just podcast guesting or getting on interviews, right? That's an activity. The goal is what comes from it. So this is really a behind the curtains look of everything that we've learned over the last nine years, helping over 1500 clients get on 75,000 interviews, how to pick the right podcast, how to prepare for them, and then how to perform on them so that you move people from just being a passive listener to an active visitor to an engaged lead. For sure. Uh, and again, the books are called Podcast Guest Profits and One Conversation Away, a manifesto for a rich life and a profitable business. Uh, Tom, we're going to cut to a quick break um, and we're going to continue our conversation in just a moment. Where can people pick up a copy of these of these great reads? I was going to say you can get them on Amazon, but if you want a free copy, just go to interviewvalet.com forward slash get down and uh, we'll have them there for you. Fantastic. Tom Schwab, entrepreneur, author, podcast, interview, marketing pioneer. We're going to squeeze in a very quick break here on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And speaking of podcasts, of course, I encourage you to download 
all of the past, uh, all or many of the past 10 plus years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Just search for Get Down to Business on your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm continuing my conversation with the author of Podcast Guest Profits, Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy and One Conversation Way of Manifesto for a Rich Life and a Profitable Business. Again, I'm chatting with Tom Schwab from Interview Valet. Tom, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Shalom. Great to be here. Absolutely. So I know all of our listeners have been taking uh, really, really copious notes and nodding their heads vigorously throughout this conversation. They're hearing this conversation, but they they listen to podcasts and, and they understand why it works. And now they're thinking, gosh, I want to do this for my business. Tom, is it really, really challenging? Is it really expensive? How do you actually get started? Yeah, it's really a system, right? And once you see how the magic trick is done, it's reproducible. Now, some people say, I, I just want to be the guest. You take care of the rest and they hire us. But if you want to see how we do it, you know, um, how we find the podcast, how we help our guests prepare for them, and then also how to convert people from being just a passive listener to an active visitor and engaged lead, there's a system for all of that. So instead of trying to figure it out yourself, just reproduce the recipe in the system. And that's what we put out there. And that's why I give away the, the book for free is because I want people to get results from this. Well, I don't want to give away all the secrets in this conversation because again, we want people to download a uh, copy of the book, uh, which I know again, we'll share that website in just a moment, one conversation away, because that's indeed, it is a simple process, but there is a strategy like everything. It, you know, it, there's not a one click thing that you can do and it's going to all of a sudden the, the funnel is going to start pouring in. So Tom, if folks remember nothing else from this conversation, what is the key elements or homework assignment of that strategy that folks can put into place this week? Right. The key thing that I would say is bigger is not better. Better is better. So be very targeted. Find the best podcast that talks to your audience. Be better, right? Bring value. Uh, don't hold back your best stuff. Put it out there and then do a better job on the podcast, right? I don't care how good of a communicator you are, you can't solve all the problems in a 10 minute conversation. So make sure you make it easy for people to, to go to the next step, right? Before I had mentioned that there was a, a website page, right? That you could go to, make it easy for them to go from just being listening to taking action, right? Because think about where you are right now. You know, you're listening, you're driving, you're multitasking. So don't give them, you know, a phone number, an email, all the rest of that. Give them one place to go and then make sure there's something valuable there. Not just sign up for a newsletter, but think of, I said, if you want a free copy of the book, go there. And one of the things we found is the best way is to give three people or give people three ways to say yes, right? A small yes, a medium yes, and a heck yes. So we often do an assessment. Will podcast interview working for me? You know, the medium yes is typically a book or a video, something like that. And then finally, if somebody hears you and they're like, wow, I want to find out more, right? This is for me. Make it easy, right? Don't slow them down in a funnel. Let them talk to the wizard. 
Absolutely. So, Tom, that's a great segue to talk about next steps and making it really, really easy because, indeed, that's exactly what you do, you and your team, of course. How can people, again, get a copy of this book and as well as uh, make sure they get in touch so they can start this process uh, of, of creating that, uh, that marketing funnel and get started in podcasting? Yeah. So if you want to see behind the curtain, uh, if you want to see exactly what the welcome page should look like, just go to interviewvalet.com forward slash get down. There's a welcome page right there. You can see how how the magic trick is done. Um, like I said, there's an assessment there. Will it work for you? You can get free copies of the books. And then also, if you want to talk with us, there'll be the calendar scheduling link once again at interviewvalet.com forward slash get down, right? What's ordinary to you is amazing to mm -hmm. others and it's never been easier to share it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Tom. Appreciate you jumping on the program. Um, that's a wrap for us here on Get Down to Business, the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on 560 The Answer.